Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love, do, 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 do. exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. Ninety day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only. On your phone, be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To love. <laughs> it's reality, yes. Let's love. To start off, part two. By the also, by the way, you guys, we are on. If you're listening. You know, there was no, you heard 90 Day uh, that we did that was a collab between uh, myself and Robin and Michelle of Bly Day Fiance, and it was tremendous. What was your favorite part? That now. What was your favorite part, Poodle? Um, when Misha re-virginized herself um, and grew a hymen. Wow. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Oh, well, sorry I missed that episode. And then Robin told a racist joke, so... Uh... Wow, okay. <laughs> All right. Don't put and words And strangely in enough, it was, it was about Jews, uh, wow. which he's Jewish. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. Wow, Poodle's getting punch drunk in South Carolina, y'all. We got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, no, not punch, <laughs> just drunk. Just drunk. Um, ah, wine drunk on oh, Father Poodle's sweet wine. Wine, wine drunk on Father, Father Poodle's homemade wine that has bubbles in it. And as, boy, yeah. Friend, wine you got to try my wine. Who <laughs> tickles your mustache? Yo, this is actually not sweet. It took him about five years to get a good vintage that wasn't so sweet. Um, but he finally made one. And I got to say, this one's not bad. <laughs> Wow. It's probably high alcohol content. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and high sugar, which means I'm probably going to be hungover tomorrow. Um, but anyway, I want to start. We're, we're on vacation. Uh, we'll see you guys. I'll, I'll have guests for the next couple of weeks um, for this. Yes. And because uh, you're 
right now your face is all cut up and you look like Leatherface. Yes, I'm getting it yeah. all. My brother sent me a. He said, said I sent you a gift, and I opened it, and it was a, uh, it was a doll and a a a, si a, a big coin for Two Face from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He was like, no, y'all. Um, yes, we'll talk about more. But some of you guys, I'm, I'm just getting a neck lift. Some of you want to know if it was Cabela, whatever. I'm getting a deep, plain neck lift. It's like a surgery. They're lifting my neck, putting some stitches. So that that's why I can't talk. You're going to have a jawline. I'm excited. Something I've always wanted since high school. Like most red-blooded American it's boys. It's true. <laughs> I wanted a jawline and dick. There we go. Didn't they already have to break your jaw to give you jaw surgery? Why couldn't they have just given you a jawline then? You know what? The reason I wanted my jaw surgery, I told my mother, was because I wanted to correct my bite. It really is because I thought when I had jaw surgery, it would give me a jawline. And I just didn't know that I don't have any fat in my neck. It's an excess amount of glands, and <laughs> which is gross. But so I still they actually, think it's a web neck. I still think there's actual webbing. Well, they have there. to remove this for the surgery. All they remove the glands and they actually re reshape and reform the neck, separating the muscle and the skin and have to put it back on. So it's a pretty, it isn't a very involved surgery. Um, I've got a wonderful doctor. Um, so they're going to do that. And who knows? They might upsell me on the way in. You know, if he says, you really need a new nose, I'll say, do it. Uh, I'm all for it, honestly. <laughs> um, and if anyone, if anything happens, we don't want anything to happen. But if anyone needs to audition to be a co-host, I'll I'll be <laughs> saying something about it like that. Hey. Be good if you're hot and straight. Yeah, yeah. And I we don't have an HR department here at Reality Gaze. Yeah, I, uh, I really so. wish you a hot and straight co-host because I, 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 you know, because if I die, I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, we're going to start with a very specific 90 day question. This is a great what? question. Um, I'll, I'll offer it to you first. Which 90 day show um, would you want? to be on and where is your boyfriend from and what is your storyline three-part question a tripartite Ooh. question i would for sure with you know what i'm gonna split this question up i'm gonna say what what type of 90 day show i want to be on and yeah. what show i would actually be on yeah okay I, I would want to be on the other way yeah, because I want to go live in the foreign land. Like I, but let's be honest. I know. I, I know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna be on probably. You're I'm gonna be on B ninety. I'm gonna be on B ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be that messy, y'all. I'm gonna be on B ninety, and some guy from Colombia with a huge <laughs> Colombian dick is going to be convincing me that he's a go-go boy and he's in love with me and he's going to take home and I'm going to be y'all. I'm basically not really that I'm going, I'll be honest y'all. I I'm a Darcy. I see myself in Darcy so much and that's you love, I, love, I love, 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 love. And I, I, I think that's what would happen. I would get entranced by someone with a handsome man, 
who was, as Darcy says, exotic European man. <laughs> so Columbia, Dick, Rivier- Dick Riviera. Mm-hmm. And our storyline would be, funnily enough, things like me showering myself at the airport bathroom and spraying on too much perfume. Me getting my heels stuck in the desk. All these same things. Me thinking they're giving me an engagement ring. And instead, they don't give me a they don't give me the key to their apartment. They give me a cock ring. (laughs) I was gonna say they would they would never show up. It would be a they would never show up. Yeah, yeah. They would never yeah, that too. That too. That's gonna be y'all, that Uh, is me. So yeah, what about you, Poodle? For me, I would actually be not the American, but the person, <laughs> and and like I would be the British national citizen who was catfishing you by sending you the Colombian go-go dancer pics. <laughs> so you would, but would you I'd be the catfisher? You would be I'd the catfisher. Catfish. Yeah, you would. I'd be so to answer your question. I would not be the American. I would be the catfish, and then when you meet me later on, they're like, I just thought I could make some money. I didn't really care about you. I think you still would be the American. You would just be in L.A., maybe catfishing someone who is British. With the, I or think maybe, that's I'd, a, maybe I'd be catfishing you in Colombia, and maybe I'm going to Colombia because I can get more information. Maybe that's it. You should say I, hi to one of my favorite guys. I think I will. You message on Instagram. I'm sure. I'm sure as he's very dreamy. well. I think- if you're on his OnlyFans for six months, you get his Instagram handle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think if I was to be American, I think, I think, I think it would be. I think it would be toe for me, um, because I would like to go live somewhere else. Um, but let's be honest, it would probably be. I would get. I would bring someone here, night fiance style, and it would be happily ever after because I'd be miserable and trying to kill them. You know what I already. think it would be, honestly? I think you could be on The Single Life. <gasps> I think that's oh what you would do. Oh, my God. I think you would give Natalie a run for her money, and you would be dating people, and you would I just want be baby. so— I think you'd Kareeb! be— Kareeb! I, You would be so hard to please— Y'all, what if a crib just showed up behind me? <laughs> um, no, I think I. The thing about it is, I think both of us are a little too. Both of us, I think, as pie in the sky as we can be, sometimes both of us are way too grounded to do night at fiance. A lot of it. I think it would be different if we if we were overseas and we met someone, kind of like in the earlier seasons of like when Kyle met Noon in fucking Thailand. And, yes. And so, but like the people like Big Ed, y'all, and and Pred and people like fucking Riley on this season. No, it's all fantasy. It's well, not real. It's not couched in reality. You say groundedness, and I feel like that's appropriate word, but I actually feel like, and again, we're working on it still. It's uh, not perfect or never perfect. That's a bad word, but we do have pretty decent self-awareness. Yeah. And a lot of these people have zero. zero self. Like I, I never could date like, I never could date someone like Rosvan. I never would believe someone like that would be attracted to me. 
Like I never right. would believe that. So, and rightly so, because I'm a normal looking person. You know what I mean? So it's just like these people. Oof. Yeah. Especially B90. B90 is a real crazies gallery. And that's why I love it. Um, I what's do, your, you could do 90 day. Yeah. Okay. I could, right. I'd love to do a single life, yeah. but I, I, I you'd, I'd have to be thing. The thing about single life though, I'd have to be on it a season before. You know what? I could see you like 10 years down the road being on uh, Love in Paradise because you're just <laughs> sick of them. You're sick of the world and you just want to go relax. I'd like that. Anyway. All right. Me, what if, me, and, me and Kay could go get drinks. Talk yeah. about how it would have all worked out. I know. If Mark had been awful. I know. I'd love to be friends with her. I know. Um, that was one of our questions, actually. I, I didn't highlight it, but that was one of the who would be. So we'll go answer that. What Who would I you think, be friends with from 90 Day I Fiance? Think Kay would be a fun time. Kay from Love in Paradise. Other people that I think I'd love to hang out with. Um, well, I love Kyle. I, Speaking of Kyle and Noon, we, love, oh, we, we are friends with Kyle practically. Oh, oh. They were amazing. We love Kyle uh, and Noon, yeah. And. He was so he was so high. <laughs> that he live was. Show. He was so high. <laughs> he was I so think, high. I hmm. think other people I liked who would uh kind of never do the show again. Um I'm trying to think who we could hang out with who wouldn't be weird. Um we had we hung out with Daniel and Amber, and they were a blast. I love Daniel and Amber. Yeah. Um, and their gay and their gay friend was like, "Oh my god, I lost my phone." <laughs> he did lose his phone. Um, I'm like, it's not the end of the world. He's like, it is. I'm trying to think who. Um, I'll be honest. I I'm not just saying this because they're gay, but I would. I think like because they're sassy and and funny. I think Kenny and Armando would be super, would be really fun, be fun to be friends with. Veronica's um, a great hang. We hung out with her oh, in San Diego. We are friends with Veronica practically. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm looking up like a lot the, of times, y'all, this people are either they get what they get a little taste of fame and they get guarded with for good reason. So we're we're kind of thinking real world um here. I'm trying to think of other people. I I I would love to hang out with with Raina and Debbie. I would love it. We I mean, need to yeah. Email them back. Darcy and Stacy, of course, of course. But yeah. they, but they're yeah. they're barely in the world. They yeah. they live in their own Instagram world. I I'm trying to. There's somebody that I can't. That I'm. It's like I can. Oh oh um. Allah. Oh yeah, Allah's wonderful. I'd love to hang out with Allah. I'm trying to think if there was someone recently. Oh, and I know this is weird, even though because he's under 18, but I just think I would love to like. This is going to get in a weird area. I would like to be in the book club with Max because I feel like he would blow my mind with how smart that child is. Remember from Michael yeah, and Juliana? They're still around. Yeah. Um, they're still on. Um, I got worried when you said he's under 18. Well, you know what? I, I wasn't going to be gross. Uh, I would like to hang out with Andre, but without Libby. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd like I mean, to hang out. wouldn't be going anywhere. Yeah, I don't uh, think you'd be talking be, either. He would just be tied up in a bed and blindfolded. Ooh, who is this? I'm like, 
That's just me. <laughs> I'm just a girl. Uh, Libby and I would go, um, we'd go sing for our money. Twinkle, <laughs> twinkle, little star. I remember that storyline. That was that was dropped so quickly. That was such a shame. <sighs> so disappointing. Uh, that so that was yours. Oh, I, I this is well, a good one. random. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we had about a couple of questions because these are some some of these people are new. Are you new? new. Some of these people. We're new, and we also don't think we ever explained. Um, we, we talked about it one time, and maybe we never really referenced it after that. But this person says, I think I get what a Carl's wife is. And it says, my friend's late mom was a big 90 Day fan, and she did not use Facebook appropriately. <laughs> but who is Carl, and who is his wife? What is this reference? Okay. So this kind of started when I think probably me said, y'all are out there probably asking, what the fuck is rimming? And or or some 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 of these or some of these people are out here, some of these women are out here. Eliza can tell you the first episode. And you and you and you just for some reason went, Carl. (laughs) Yes. Carl, what is rimming? Carl is Carl is her this woman's husband. She doesn't really have a name. We only hear her. We never hear Carl either. We only hear her through calling her husband's name. Mm-hmm. And she has a dog named Shooter. And yeah. <laughs> yes, she and just she misunderstands our references most of the time. Most of the time. Um Carl's wives, y'all, you're a Carl's wife. We We're, all are. We all are. We've all. You're a Carl's wife when you do. I've been using this phrase lately, but it's but it's true. When you do the least to figure out what's happening, you're a Carl's <laughs> wife. When you don't read or, the when you don't read the email, or when I say don't, I'm gonna put. I put a link to the Google form to do uh, to ask your questions, and I say don't submit in the comments because I won't look at those. And you put a bunch of comment questions in the comments. You're a Carl's wife. That's what you are. <laughs> now, I will say this. It's funny they brought this because I'm reading right now. Um, you know, I've been to biographies like this. So I'm reading The Boys, which is about Ron Howard and Clint Howard uh, wrote a book about their life. And Ron Howard told the story that Andy Griffith on – I meant to tell you this just personally because um, I thought it made me laugh. I'm a big fan. Um, Andy Griffith would say um, – he talked about the experience on that show and how much he loved it and da da da. And that Andy Griffith was a perfectionist on the show and really he kept if something wasn't good, he wanted it rewritten. And Ooh. not not in a strict way, but he was he said he never Ron Howard said, I really learned a lot of work ethic from him of like you can always strive to be better. And when something wasn't working, Andy Griffith would say, Think about the people at home. And he said it. He said, "What would Carl and Esther say when they watch oh, this episode?" And so, shut up. And so from then on, Andy Griffith would always say, "Would Carl and Esther like this?" And I went, "They, Carl's wives totally watch Andy Griffith." It is kind of a name for an everyman. For an everyman, yeah. Carl, yeah. Anyway, uh, I knew so you'd love that story. Carl, Carl's wife is an every woman. Carl is an every man. And they may not get all the references. And instead of either Googling, sometimes they DM us. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's also just someone who it's, we say it in a kind way because we're all that way sometimes. So don't take it as offense if we ever call you one. Because we've all been there. Yeah. So badge of honor. What's um, your next one? Okay. So this is another 90 day one. I like this one because it's different than the before. You have to live as roommates for one year Ooh. with someone from the 90 day world. Who do you pick? Mm. You know who I would choose? Um, I would choose Olga from Steven and Olga because she's used to living with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd be really amenable, <laughs> but not with a baby, not with a kid. I, okay. she, the kid would have to live somewhere else. Okay. So Olga from Steven and Olga, because she's already used to de compartmentalizing her trauma. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. That's awful. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Because you know, whatever you brought home, she just deal with it. Cause she, she dealt with fucking Steven. She did. She did. She did. Yeah. I would, I would actually live with Annie from Annie and David because she's, oh. a, she's an amazing cook, so I could eat That's her food. True. And if she was single, single Anna would be so horny and have she'd so be a, she'd be a great girl. she'd be a great friend to go out with and pull some dick. That's a good one. Yeah, we'd have fun. But it would. I think we'd have to live with girls because uh, otherwise the the guys would be annoying or we want to fuck them. Yeah, well, fucking your roommate isn't a good idea. I've never done it. Neither have I. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, All right. What's your next one, Poots? Oh, what is my next one? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. You'll like this one. This one says, Gigolo or gay. My new gay neighbor has gentlemen callers all hours of the day and night. Mm -hmm. I rarely see the same ones twice. Genuinely curious. Could he be a gigolo, a gigolo, or is he just a typical sex positive gay? Thank you, Poods and Maddie. Honey, he's not a gigolo. He's a slut. You, now, you he could be a gigolo, but really, there's not much of a difference. Also, well, I would ask you, are there, are the men older? Uh, do they, do they look like, do the men look like they can be in the same league as your neighbor? Because yeah. if they are not, then. He's a gigolo. Unless your neighbor is not attractive at all, and the men he's bringing in are quite attractive, then your neighbor has a lot of money or a lot of credit card then debt. Your neighbor may be hiring gigolos. Yes. Um, I would tell you this: if they are similar, attractive, close in age, maybe ten years apart, he's well, a 50. sex addict. Yeah. Or he's a gay guy in his twenties, and you go through a phase where you bang everything all hours of the night. He, he. This is the thing. He may. One of the things that is common with, let's say, meth is consistent sex drive. I'm not saying your neighbor is a meth head, Does he move but his it's jaw a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Does he move his jaw around a lot? Um, I will say this. Uh, 
just know that you think you know how sex positive some gay men can be. You have no idea. No, you, you know why? <laughs> because you're a Carl's wife. You're a Carl's there you wife. go. And that's fine. But so Carl, I would say. Carl, <laughs> I think they're, I think they're being biblical again, Carl. I would tell you Carl's wife, which is fine. Your rules are not our rules. And Boy, we that's are, the... we're, we're going to fuck around. If we have sex three times in a day, that's a Saturday. That's a, that's Sometimes. a Saturday. I, I have, there was one day where I did bang three different guys. Um, I've only done. I, I had to take Wait, a rest. At the same time or like three separate Separately. encounter? Three okay, because I've only had two separate encounters, but I've definitely banged more than three guys during one day. But that was only one encounter. It just just know that he's living his best life. I hope he's on prep. Unless he's on meth, then he's not living his best life. You may want to slip a thing about have you tried Truvada under his door? Yeah, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, that that answers your question, uh, Carl's wife, Carl's, Carl's wife, wife in Missouri. But you know what? Know that this, he is having a great fucking time, unless he's on meth. Unless he's on meth. He's pretty depressed. Unless he's on meth, and we need, you may think about moving. This not very good. Yeah, he might turn the whole area into a meth den. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Um. Oh. Okay, I I guarantee you though you're out there looking out the windows and I'm 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 living for you being Mrs. Roper. You, I love a Gladys Kravitz moment. Yeah. Um okay. I um I always want a Gladys Kravitz Christmas ornament. They made a bewitched ornament, but I wish they make a Gladys Kravitz cuz I'd love They only make that for faggots. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I wish that. Okay, I've got one. This is a serious one actually. One kind of a oh, little okay. personal um it's a long one. It says, um, so, uh, yeah, I like it how I asked, please be brief. And some of you still wrote novels. <laughs> um, so he said, my question is, how do you continue to carry yourself with confidence? I struggle pretty hard with my own appearance that I can, that mm. I can feel myself trying to make myself small in a big room because of my looks. What mm. advice do you give people who just can't seem to gain confidence and it's holding them back? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals. You know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy. 
when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes! Our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our Songfinch song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to tell you this. There is no book or podcast or quote, honey. It is, I, I struggled with that a lot of my life, how I, I remember feeling um, small in a room. I would, I would have that feeling. Um, even though I was very big sometimes, I would mm-hmm. be, feel small. I would tell you this, everyone feels that way, so you don't need to feel alone. It's not just you. 
that's not a singular experience, which is fine. And but know that other people are feeling that way. And it is going to have to come from you. It's going to have to come from you. No one can make you be confident. The only way you can do that is knowing that part, part of for me with this, part of for me is that knowing that every single person you're in the room with feels that way sometime. And maybe the same time you are. And if they don't, then there's probably... They're a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what I would do, I don't know if you're, if you're in therapy now, but it might be good to talk to a therapist about these things, which is not a problem because we all could, we all could use therapy. Um, and use our better help code. There are, there are reasons why you feel this way. And it probably has to do with things that either happened to you or, uh, opinions that you've formed about yourself earlier in life that you're either not worth it or that you don't deserve the same things that other people have, um, and you don't deserve uh, love and affection or something like that. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would talk to a therapist about something like that. To be honest, I think, and know that for something that something that's hard for me to hear because I always go when someone says, "What what you don't need is the Instagram or the TikTok or something." Like, hey, you, you are worthy. That's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but what will work is figuring out things that you love about yourself and figuring out things that people in your life who you respect and love, love about yourself and being grateful for those things. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes it's all about faking it till you make it. It sounds really bad, but I don't like people. When I'm in a room full of people and you think in a live show, uh, like you're Maddie's more of an extrovert than I am. Um, so a lot of times I have to fake it to even be in the room with people. Um, but it's I not about the it. people. It's about you. It's about, it's about your me. experience with people. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what I would say if you can follow up on that. No, I think that I don't know about quotes. I think there's I think I would definitely, you know. I'm glad this is brought up because, like, you know, I'm literally Dr. Rubenstein at UCLA is changing my face. You know what I mean? It's something. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, this is something I've always wanted done because I've always wanted to have Jala. And like I said, Aunt Peggy, Aunt Darla got it done, Uncle Leonard. It's something that has been in my family. But that said, do I think this will make me um, feel more because I'm literally having somebody physically change a little bit of the way I look. Do I think that's going to make me feel confident? I don't know. I'll have to answer that question then. Uh, I've never done anything like this before. Um, but I will say I don't I don't expect – even if you do change the outer, I'm not expecting this to make me feel like a new person or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just something that um, – uh, it's something I've always wanted done. And honestly, as someone who's still a commercial actor and I'm auditioning, doing stuff like that, I think it'll make me more castable if I'm being honest. So it's not even about me. It's about the business. I would say though, as what far as a sellout, it's true. Jesus. I don't, it's true. I don't care. I just want to work. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, 
I think a good thing to do, and I've done this before, is I think two things. I would focus on self-talk. I would ask, just think about what kind of self-talk you give yourself. Yeah, what do you and, say to yourself? And even though it sounds, and um, I've had to do this a lot with just, with the latest breakup and all that kind of stuff in my own life and just kind of finding out things about myself, realizing that some of my own self-talk wasn't great. And the way I found that out was just, I paid attention to it and I just went, wait, how do I talk to myself? And then I would hear that. And I sometimes would say it aloud. And then I would make a choice of, I don't like that self-talk. So if you say to yourself, God, I look fat and you go, man, I don't like that self-talk. What's something I can replace that with? And think of something that is a positive, actually attribute you like about yourself. I think that was helpful. And also, um, something I really discovered when my dad died and we went through all these pictures and I look back at these pictures of myself when I was in high school and younger and I thought I was so fat in high school. Mm -hmm. I thought I was so... You were so thin. I was so thin. I thought I was so... I thought I was so unattractive. I even looked at an old picture of myself in high school and I went, I actually did kind of have more of a jawline in high... Like the things I didn't think that the things I thought at the moment weren't realistic. And so what I did is I honestly looked at those old pictures and thought, what is beautiful about me? What do I think is beautiful mm -hmm. about me? And saw the beauty in a past self. And sometimes that can help you recognize the beauty of your future self. So that's something, yeah. a tool I could give. But I agree with you. I think the best thing, though, what you said, this is a symptom of of feelings of inadequacy or love, self-love. So uh, a therapist could really help out. And if you're like me, things what I had to talk to myself, I despise the term self-love. I despise it. Um, mostly because, and so my therapist and I have agreed on self-acceptance. <laughs> I think because, that because we could analyze that it, it's such a deep trigger for you. You can't even it is. It, it's such a trigger for me because it feels so touchy feely that I can't even do it. It it makes um, me I make I, I honestly I have to make myself say it. It makes me go Ugh, sometimes. So yeah. It's um, and I think for us, you know, that comes from being queer and gay and feeling different. And so it does. We each it have does. And but it's OK to find modifications because all a lot of the self-help books out there are only going to going to go one way. That's why working with a, a therapist is sometimes the best and and finding and that is just someone who you can talk to this stuff with about Um Again, there not is, shilling for better help, but no, yeah. but look up things like radical acceptance, things like that. They get a bad, but they're really powerful. Radical, radical self-love, things like that, because they kind of force you to get uncomfortable in that and mm -hmm. go way far another way. And it kind of it doesn't always land, but a little bit even helps. Yeah. Anyway, we love you, sissy, though, and we think you're beautiful. I don't know. I need to see a headshot. Um. <laughs> wow. What's your next one? Uh, and then I'm sure you have a great resume. Um, sure. Uh, I want to talk about, a lot of people asked about musicals. Um, what's your favorite musical? What's your favorite Sondheim musical? What's your thoughts on Assassins? What's your, what, what musical do you think should be required? And I'll just kind of do a quick, quick thing through. You, you guys know that I, I do a Broadway corner and I'm, 
theater is a big part of my life. And there, uh, there are some people who say, I hate musicals. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to actually judge you for that. Um, actually I will, but I, I think, I think people who hate musicals aren't, it's not that I think that they're missing something. I just don't think they're giving in to the art form the way the art form demands. Mm -hmm. And I think musicals demand a lot. They demand you to live in fantasy and to make the leap that this would happen. It's a, it's a completely fictional art form. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that right away. Um, but, and I, and I'm fine with, if you say you hate musicals, fine. I, I, I'm not going to convince you to like them because there's plenty of people who do. If someone says they hate musicals, I challenge you to watch the movie version of Chicago because that is a movie musical that portrays musical theater in a way that would be relatable to you. That's what I would suggest. To me, it's one of the smartest movie musicals. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Yeah. Anyway, didn't you say that with your mother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it with our mutual friend who now hates gay people. Ah, um, yeah, she does. Yeah. I, I know I'm uh, taking my mother to see Into the Woods uh, the night before my surgery. She's You'll very You'll be excited. there with a lot of confirmed bachelors and their mothers. <laughs> Opening night, uh, very excited. What I will say, Sondheim's been a big experience, been, been a big um, uh, emphasis, not emphasis, uh, impact, made a big impact on my life. Uh, some, someone asked about Assassins, and I'll just say this. If you don't know Assassins, it literally is a musical about um, people who've tried to kill U.S. presidents. And it is a piece that is a director's musical. It is extremely powerful. It was written in the middle of the Iraq War, and in the middle of worrying about guns and America's obsession with guns. And so it's definitely an issue musical, so it's hard. And um, I love it. I've seen productions, two productions that worked and most that haven't. Um, it can be very didactic, but it's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of good tunes in it, but it's I extremely like the powerful. Show. I do like the show. I saw um, it. I consider it one of the most cynical things I've ever seen and also one of the most necessary things we need in theater. So that that's my thoughts on assassins it's extremely powerful when it's done well um i've wanted to direct it for years because i have ideas oh um, no oh no <laughs> we need to move on but it's a show that when i see i want to talk about it for hours so that's how i know i want to anyway what about for you what's a musical that you think would change people's uh perspective or a musical that you think would just shake someone to their core or a musical that you, that you think everyone would bring to everyone joy and don't say Oklahoma. Funny lady. That's incorrect. No funny lady. That's, it's that's a, the sequel to funny girl. I know funny lady. You find out I, what happens after her. It's not good. There's like three or four good songs. I've never seen the show. I'm kidding. I, I knew you had. <laughs> you're, you're actually just not that gay. Because um, Funny Lady, if you've seen Funny Lady, you gay. You gay. 
Um, you and know, if you're a woman, you keys too. You key too. I would say that um, this is very gay, though. Um, uh, I think, though, I honestly think a required viewing for. I mean, it started as a movie first, and then now it's a stage show. So you could debate if it's a movie, musical, whatever. But I think it's Wizard of Oz. I think it's required viewing. Um, I think because it is a musical. I guess it's a musical. Yeah. Um, and also, I think because it speaks to the essence of all of us, that we're looking for something outside mm-hmm. of ourselves when it is truly there all along. Well, yeah. The The theory is every – all the story arcs that you write are Wizard of Oz. You can just say, yeah. it's, like, it's Wizard of Oz. You had everything you there, but you took a trip and you realized everything was what I needed. And so yeah. it seems cliche to say it, but sometimes I believe things like that or a movie like It's a Wonderful Life or things that are mm-hmm. these cliche things of culture are cliches because they're, they're powerful, emotional moments that haven't really been duplicated in, in, that, yeah. in the, that way. So that would be mine. Yeah. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. My, it's a, it's a big ask for me to say that. Um, I would say, I don't think anything is required. I, I, hmm. I'm, you know what I might say? It's heavy, but if you're looking for, if you're looking for a musical that you feel like encompasses the whole world and so many themes, um, I think it's Fiddler on the Roof. For me, never seen it actually. How is that possible? I've never even, even seen the movie? the movie. Never seen it. <gasps> oh, it's wonderful. How have you never seen that? Spoiler alert: There's not a lot of people in Oklahoma that want to do Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I only saw it on stage um, because my piano teacher took me. My mother's not going to say, Jake, Jaybird, I don't know anything about a lot of Jewish people. I don't know anything about this. I know. But then I watched the movie, and I've seen it on stage, and I've done the show a couple of times. And it's about family. It's about cruelty. It's about human nature. It's about children. It's about everything. Mm. Um, And so I, I tell people, 
it's it's one of those shows, and the movie with Topol is very good. So um, it's all worth. Well, it. I'm, I'm going to have some downtime, so maybe I'll watch it with my mother. Fiddler, Fiddler is pretty great. Your your mother may ask questions. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, what's your next one? I talked about musicals. Um. So this one is we're, we're, we're winding down. We're winding down. Actor, you wish you could go back in time to bone. Mm. To bone. Mm. God, there's so to many. There, there, there are so many obvious, obviously like James Dean for me. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he was so pretty. Then Montgomery Clift, all rumored to be gay. Um, I mean, Marlon Brando, like young Marlon Brando. Oh, God. With oh, that big, my God. With that big, meaty chest. Mm. That just grossed me out. You just kind of grab onto it. And he goes, eh, could have been, eh, eh, could have been, could have been, could have been, been a contender. You're doing, you're doing old Marlon Brando no, voice. I want, you know, I want you young, know, young Marlon Brando voice who kind of talks like this. That's not a bad Marlon Brando. I never knew I could do that. A young Marlon Brando. Don't you, don't you doing Tom Hanks, don't you oh, say a oh, single God. thing. Oh, fuck you. I'll let you think. You know who actually mine would be? Um, I think probably. It's going to be a bad one. I can just tell. Um. <laughs> I think you're about to eat those words. It would be Christopher Reeve. Ooh, because Christopher- well, that's just like your own like that's it your feels, own. It fulfills everything. Superman yeah, in the fantasy. and not in the Superman outfit. Ironically, in the Clark Kent outfit, and he would take off the glasses, and I would rip over his shirt, and I would see an S. Ooh. That's yeah. kind of perverse because it fulfills your like gross superhero. Yeah, same. But with his p- blue piercing eyes, and then when a- and as he stroked with me, it would just play the music instead of the Superman theme. It would play. Do, 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 oh, somewhere in time. Do 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 do. But I'd be I'd be playing it in China. <laughs> That's what you did (laughs) on a big thing, and there'd be like a big big, uh, TV remote thing of me going, (laughs) yes, in a tuxedo as you're getting ramrodded by Christopher Reeve. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm thinking deep because of the obvious ones like Brad Pitt and Fight Club and people like that. But no, what about you, Poodle? Who? Who or I would say either my two would be Christopher Reeve or one of my first, but Wesley Snipes and White Man Can't Jump was one of oh, he, he used to really wear hot. those tank tops. Yeah. And oh my God, his body was, was really amazing. Hot. What about you? Um, I think for me it would be. Oh, I was just thinking about this the other day. I don't want to ask why. Um. Don't want to ask what you were doing when you were thinking about it. It was, if you go back oh, and no. see, if you go back and <sighs> a young Christopher Walken, um, before he became kind of Keep weird explaining. in like the dead zone, a young Christopher Walken when he was just like, 
before he talked like this, and uh, long pauses between everything. Um, those I, a, yo- okay. a young Christopher Walken. Really? Hey, he was there when Natalie Wood was pushed off that boat. Allegedly. Oh. It's in Boyle Hattie, America's Conspiracy Theory Drag Queen. And that's why you're into it, because there's a little bit of danger that you might get killed. <laughs> Christopher Walken knows everything! <laughs> wow. I knew we'd bring up Natalie Wood. <laughs> Someone already asked, who do you think Marilyn Moe was murdered? And I went, that's dark even for me. Uh, all right. I Anything else? I have the last question of the day, but or that, yeah. so that we're going to end on. Do you have anyone else before we no, end? Poodle, you good? Okay. Somebody asked where, but I'm going to change this. Somebody said, was there ever a time where you were proud of one another? Where I'm oh. from, we say, was there ever a time where you were proud for, proud for someone? Or proud for one another. Time when you were proud for me and I was proud for you. I got to think. You know, oh, let me think about that. When was I proud for you? Um, We say we actually say it to each other a lot. You and I will say something and other of us yeah. will go, I'm proud for you. Um, I think I was, I was, um, I was very proud for you whenever you, we, uh, when you almost died from the coma and y'all, that's another story. You have to tune into that one. Um, what was that? Somebody just asked, was that eight years ago? 2014. But what I was proud for you about it, because I feel like- I feel like you're proud for someone when they did something that you know was hard and they succeeded at it, but also they either inspired you or um, you learned something from them as your own life. And to see you then almost die in that coma and then we threw that roast for you where we made fun of you. (laughs) just And that's what you wanted. We made fun of you for like an hour and a half straight and read you for filth. I loved it. And to see the joy in your face and how much you laughed in that, it was definitely an own letting go of myself of, I don't need to take this life so seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. And so, I, so no, it was very like, I was very proud for you. Like that is strength for you to be able to go through what you went through, process it, and then have people read you and, no, and laugh at it with it. it was people strength. came for me the beginning. <laughs> They literally put me in a gurney. Like, I was, like, reliving it. I was triggered as fuck. Even I was, like, looking around going, is everyone okay with this? I was like, is this too much? It wasn't my idea. I came out as a nun later and sang to you with two other friends because you were supposed to be dead and we were nuns singing to you. Yours was basic as hell. But... Um, other people had more creative ideas, but that's okay. <laughs> well, other people were vicious. More. Well, I lived through it. I had to feed you. Um, I don't remember that, and I'll never admit that. <laughs> um, you know when I, I, you know what? I'll say this. I was most proud of you this past. I'll say this past two years, when like what you went through with your dad and this breakup, and you've come out of it. Thank you. I mean, I still want your hair to be cut. But I, you've come out of it, I think, a lot stronger. 
Thank you. I feel that and a lot happier yeah. for sure. I do. I still think my most proud moment was when you, when you came out in the full cow suit at the <laughs> Chicago show. Because I was made that, you was look that, like a complete fool. I think that was your proud moment, not mine. It was me being proud that I made you come out as a cow. Yes. So that and, really, so you just made this question about you. Yeah. But I made you apologize <laughs> for the great Chicago fire. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> because you were Mrs. O'Leary's cow. And honestly, that, like when I look back <laughs> and I think about the things that I wanted to do in comedy and I wanted to have someone apologize for the Chicago fire. That's just, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. And I'm proud. I'm proud of myself that I thought <laughs> of that idea. And I'm proud of you because you did what I said. Wow. And that sums up our relationship, y'all. That's it. That's your, well, that's that your, your AMA. Your Q that and gay. Your yes. Q and gay. Your Q and gay. This late. Oh, God. It's probably oh, God. friends from California. Oh God! Oh. All right, everybody. That's the show. Have a wonderful, um, have a wonderful Fourth Safe of July holiday. Of July. If you still are, if you don't, if you're across the, if you're across the pond to see Canadians, you're just it's having just a another week, day. But we hope that you have a good one. Um, and don't, uh, don't hold a Roman candle and get your hand blown off or a finger blown off. No, you don't want to do that. Um, so anyway, y'all. Beast. Yeah, that happened a lot at Lone Grove days when people I would do that at did. Sullivan Park. I remember that is how Ernest, uh, what was his last, Ernest, not Green, Ernest. need to move on. He lost a pinky, the one. Okay, anyway. So, all right, everybody. That's the show. We'll see you next time. And um, sissies, thank you just for being wonderful supports to us. Thank and we you. love you. Very, is, very this much. This is one of, the, one of the two weeks off a year that we take. Um, because Night Day Fiance has content 50 weeks of the year. Never stops. Never stops. Yeah. It's good to be, guess it's good to be busy. So when we see you back in July, we're going to be getting rule dogged with a lot yeah. of content. So get ready, sissies. 